When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. But it's always a pleasure to speak to this man and I'd like to get his thoughts given, with all due respect, Matt Rendell, you've been around a little bit longer than me, just uh, one or two years. Is (laughs) Is that the best week one of finals that you can remember seeing? Uh, I was talking to someone about it on the weekend, Sam, and the only one I could think of, and uh, a little bit before your time, was I think it was 93. 94? And there was 94. It was when there was a draw at Waverley, and they went over the time. North, North, and I reckon the final series was a cracker that year. Was that 93 or 94? It was 94. I was 13, but I still remember it. Yeah, yep. Um, that's the only one, but oh, it was magnificent. The whole lot, you couldn't take your eyes off it. It, it mirrored what happened during the season. Um, I, I said on SENSA, I do a little thing on Wednesdays, you know, Sammy with uh, Kimbo and Rucci, and I said at the start of the year before the ball had been bounced that <clears throat> I had a feeling it was going to be the best year in my lifetime of footy, and uh, it hasn't. Uh, nothing's happened that has swayed me away from that. I think it's been the best year of footy I've uh, I've seen in my in my lifetime. Was sixty three years from probably ten when I started watching. But um, oh, I love that, Matty. And, and do you put it down to what I do, which is the fact that we're 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 in and coaches are even talking about it. So Craig McRae talks about it. Chris Fagan's spoken about it. There are other clubs that speak about it, that this is an entertainment industry that we're in now. So you actually have to want oh, you've got to you've got, you, you've got to you've got to want to score. Finally. You've got to want to play to win, not play not to lose, which is so, what we were doing. So the Swans get Don Pike in and that fixes their ball movement. Craig McRae's made Collingwood one of the most attacking and relentless mm. running sides in the competition. They just know one speed. Pressure. Um, pressure as well. Uh, even Geelong now. Chris Scott dragged cricking kicking and screaming into that, but they now go forward and, and, and yeah. forward, forward, forward and, and, and attack, attack, attack. Just brilliant to watch. I mean, it, it is just a roll. Uh, it's so a rollicking good time. So five years prior to Richmond winning in 17, uh, it was the most boring footy I've ever seen <laughs> in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, it was horrific to watch. Uh, I was really down on all the coaches. Just They were like sheep, just following each other. You know, the old adage, oh, defence wins premierships. Well, you know, only one team wins a premiership. So Chris Fagan got to um, to Brisbane, and the first thing he did, he said, was we're in the entertainment business. Yep. We need people to come through the gate. We've got a lot of competition here. Uh, but Richmond was the one that started it, basically. Mm. Um, I know that Damien Hardwick went to America and spoke to a lot of coaches, mainly in college footy there, and spoke and spoke to him, came back and, and got in front of all these players and said, I want to apologise to everyone here. Um, I've made a, a very simple game extremely difficult. 
Uh, we're going back to the simple game, and it was the run and gun, surge, take the game on, enjoy it. You know, you, those visions mm. of blokes cracking jokes at quarter time, three-quarter time in yeah. games, they made it a very, very happy place to play your football. And the thing that shocked me was how long it took for the other clubs to get on, you know, get with the program. Mm. And it took them a long while. Like, Collingwood couldn't get under Buckley it, it, it just didn't compute for him uh, at Collingwood. He lost his job because of it. Uh, but they slowly, Essendon did it last year, couldn't replicate it this year. Uh, G.W. Lewis had a bit of it, you know, with the, the tsunami, the orange tsunami. And, uh, but virtually now everyone's got with the program. The last club to get with the program was Geelong. And I, and I used to be on Dwayne's World and I used to... Uh, go on with Maybe Freo at times. They Maybe Freo a little bit like that at times too. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, they can't win anything playing the way they are, Geelong. Mm. And if they didn't change, they wouldn't have won that game late because they took that game on late to score mm. that goal. Uh, the, the Freo one's a really interesting one because Justin Longley, and this is why this is such an intriguing matchup this week with Collingwood, he set up their defence in 18. Uh, controlled their defence, but off that came their great off, uh, the the great defence came their great offence. Mm. So he will know them inside and out. So what he did when he went to Freo, he said, "I need to fix up this defence first, which he did. He made them, you know, a little bit on the boring side. But this year he made some inroads into their into their offence and scoring. Uh, unfortunately, they really haven't got the personnel down there. No five, um, no Cabernet, lob hot and cold." Um, you know, they put Logue down there. They really haven't got a gun small forward. Swatowski's been in and out with injury. Um, so they really haven't got the personnel there, but they've been out of school enough to win games, but their defence has kept them right in it. So uh, everyone's got with the program uh, now that I can see, and um, it's it, it as a spectacle, it's yeah. magnificent we, for us. We are the beneficiaries of it as fans, um, as, yep. as broadcasters. I So when I started calling, my first year of commentary, the first game I did was in 2014. And I'm a little lucky in a lot of ways because that is when you're talking about where there was just so many con- – it, con- it was just stoppage after stoppage after stoppage and you had to Ooh. try and find a way to make that interesting. I said to a fellow commentator Ooh. this year that – and and I, I speak, you might notice at this, Maddie, that I tend to speak quite quickly. I can speak quite quickly. <laughs> I couldn't keep... I, there's been times this year where I haven't been able to keep up. And and that's never been yeah. the case. So I haven't been calling his footy as long as, as a lot of my colleagues. And, but, I, but, I've ne- and, but, but for the, the first time this year, so there was a couple of times where I said, on. I can't keep up. There's so much going on. Yeah. You know, there's, they're flicking around. They're going quick. They're going forward. It's... It's been exhilarating, and please let it continue uh, into my lady's life. Please let it continue. I love this game. They butchered it up for at least five years, probably longer. Uh, Probably go back to the Mickey Malthouse days of, you know, loading up that defence. Might have been new. Oh, we've lost him. Um, We'll get back to Matt Rendell. His line has just dropped out on us, but we'll get him to take us through a couple of his major points from each game. Uh, a couple off the text. Alex, that guy on Hutcho's show put your shower thoughts segment down the drain again, Sam. I like what you've done there. I see what you'll... Pardon the pun. 
That last little bit I did was supposed to be a shower thought, but I just was short on time, so I didn't have time to play the opener. But that did occur to me in the shower as well, making the comparison between our score review system using the people that used to bob up on Unsolved Mysteries claiming they had proof of Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster and UFOs. Um, they're the people we're using in the arc at the moment, and we're using their equipment too by the looks of it. Um, that Liam Pickett guy. Oh, can you tell that one to Pickers, JK? Alex has called him Liam Pickett. Uh, Liam Pickering. And it was actually Hutchie that put it down most of all, the shower segment. Uh, it's all in good fun, though. Sammy, can you give a shout-out to my under-13 Budrum Blizzard side? Lost to GF, 2-1 heroes. Um, yeah, absolutely, Cam, on the sunny coast. We thank you for that. Matty Rendell's back. Hello, mates. Yep. Yeah, uh, sorry about uh, that, Matty. I don't know what you called in, but I just was giving credit to the coaches and the yeah. coaching staff and all the people for making football extremely watchable again, and it's been brought out by the crowds going back, particularly the second half of the year. I know they got comfortable in COVID, but uh, they'll keep going in droves if uh, they play the sort of footy. Every club plays the sort of footy that's been mm. played at the moment. Just a couple of points from you um, mm. on each game. So Brisbane and yep. Richmond, um, just a shootout, just yep. incredible. Uh, we don't often get two teams in, in week one of the finals kicking 100 points each, but we did. What stood out to you? Yeah, look, uh, well, both teams played as they had all year. High scoring, um, Brisbane, um, Lockie Neal winning clearances, mm. Richmond being arrogant and overconfident about not doing anything about Lockie Neal. They got beaten by what they knew, uh, lost their Ruckman Brisbane, get dominated by Nancurvis and still lose the clearances, please. Um, Aaron Riddled Richmond, attention to detail, and they've lost another game this year, which this is mirrored their season. They've lost a game which they shouldn't have lost. And I reckon it'll be at least half a dozen of them. Yeah, they, so they need to... I think them and Melbourne at one stage had the most last quarter leads in the competition, but uh, the Tigers have lost, I think it's six or seven through the year, having final term leads. There's a... There's a difference between like confident in your your team's ability and what you're doing and about it, and then being arrogant and not thinking you have to put a player on or plan for Lockie Neal, who is the bloke who is going to hurt you most around the clearances. I was just staggered that you know they tried to put, and then they go and try and put uh, Marlon Pickett on him. Marlon Pickett, who's played on the wing all year, never tagged anyone in his life. He had no idea what he was doing. He didn't know how to play on him. Uh, they got they got their right whack Richmond. Yeah, the, the, look, a lot of people want to point to the, the score review and, and what unfolded there, but Tom Lynch could have kicked that goal. They made the and, and, right decision, Sammy. Yeah, just the way they it's get the right there, though, is the issue, though, Matty. Yeah, look, it, yeah, it, oh, I got, no, I agree with, I, I totally agree with all that, but at least you know the right decision got yeah. made. Chuck some sensors on top of the post, do whatever you need to do, pay the money to get a good system and, and put this to bed, because I think we're sick of it. Yep. But the, but five and, defenders on the last line of defence not being able to stop Joe Danaher, I, I reckon, oh, will. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. That and and Joe, well. who was fed ink and insipid the whole game, decides, yeah, I won't even go for the mark. He didn't want to go for the mark because there was too many players involved. And he sits there as a front... He's a 205 centimetre small forward, <laughs> Joe. This is disappointing. Uh, Swans in Melbourne. Yeah. Well, Swans played like they played all year. Pressure. Yeah. Pressure, pressure. They had over 300 in a game in the first quarter against the Swans. Unheard of. Never seen before. 300 mm. pressure rating. And Melbourne absorbed it, though. Uh, that was a fascinating part, Matty. Melbourne were able to absorb Melbourne it with clean it. hands and, and contested wins. Yep. It was fascinating. And and, and uh, 
the other thing about Sydney, very even across the park. Yeah. Uh, they've got everyone standing there. They've got everyone playing, basically. Yep. Which, when they're at their best, their best 22 are out there. And that's happened over a lot of years. When they get injuries, like a couple of years ago, they were no good. Um, so, and and the game plan where they sped up. So that game they played against Richmond where they had the, the bag, you know, it was the lowest scoring game ever, I think, on it. Uh, up in Sydney and Hardwick bagged them and they, you know, went back yep. and forth. They changed their game plan during that COVID to try and go quicker. They got a great bunch of young kids. They had to go quicker. Great move of Blakey to half back. Makes them go quicker. Yeah. And uh, they, were, they had just too much pressure. And Melbourne, same problems they've had all year. Can't score. Can't score. Mm. Forwards, forwards not. Forward, and too reliant on too few. Too reliant on Petrarca, Gorn, uh, Oliver, May and Lever. Maybe a Fritch, uh, you know, May and Lever back, and, and, a, and maybe a picket forward. Not enough contributors. That's been, been Melbourne's problem all year. Well, not the first eight or nine rounds, but certainly the second half of the year. Not enough contributors. Um, and, you know, they, they haven't had a success problems in their forward line score. Do they look as fit to you this year? Uh, I mean, I know they've had some injuries, Mel, but do they seem as fit to you as well, they did last year under Darren Burgess? No. No, well, he's a genius, hmm. and he's the best in probably the world, not just the country. And he had them running on top of the ground last year. No one could, no one could keep up with them. Cats uh, and pies, Matty. Cats and pies. Sorry, bit off. Yeah. Oh well, it was just a that, that was just a high pressure game. I mean, look, it could have gone either way. The change in Cats' game plan allowed them to win. They wouldn't have won that over the last few years. They just had a bit more experience, a bit more knowledgeable, but Collingwood were brave, they were exciting, they were daring, mm. as they've been all year. Oh, they were, they were so good to watch. Game. watch. You couldn't take your eye off it, could you? And they found themselves in unfamiliar territory. They were 12 points up, sort of midway, or, you know, into the last term, and they're not used to being there. Yeah. Um, and the Cats did a Collingwood no, on Collingwood. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, no, it was. I mean, you know, take your hat off everyone who contributed that day. It was just, it was just brilliant. Yeah, Cameron, it was, it was phenomenal. Outstanding. And Freo, Bulldogs. Well, I thought the Bulldogs had beat Freo. I just saw way the numbers in the midfield in the first quarter and a half. I'm going, well, this is exactly how I thought it'd turn out. Mm. And once again, Bulldogs did what they've been doing all year. They turned their toes up, too reliant on too few, and Freo just kept coming and. Um, you know, some of them had their uh, season best games, like Sonny Ward was in the forward line, who really basically yep. only forward. Sarong. But um, they yeah. found ways. And Sarong and, and Brayshaw have been carrying the load all year. Yeah. Two young kids carrying the load all year, and they just stepped up. And all those numbers of Bulldogs forwards, uh, midfield, just couldn't get it done. And uh, they are a disappointment. Uh, they need to fix up their defence. It's just not right. There's no run out of there. The, the key defenders aren't quite good enough. Um, yeah, they, they can fix it because they got uh, the unicorn who could be anything up forward in uh, Darcy. Yeah. Uh, they might end up putting uh, next year putting uh, Norton back, which will certainly shore up their defence. But they need a couple of runners out of defence because um, they sadly lack. Uh, that at the moment. Th- yeah, that's uh, interesting, isn't it? We, credit, we, uh, we don't have even time. Yeah. Super job. 
Don't have a heap of time left, Matty, yep. but the Norton one, people say that's put to bed now because of where he finished in the Coleman, where he finished in contested marks, and they say, no, no, it's not even an argument anymore. He's a key forward. But look at his second half of the year. Do the breakdown of numbers on his first half of the year as a key forward and his second half and just see where he ranks in the second half of the year as a key forward. I, I, I tend to be with you. I, I'm thinking his first year, it was his 100th game on the weekend, his first year he was fourth in their best and fairest playing centre-half back. I think now if you're bringing Lobb in and you've got Darcy and you've still got Bruce there and you've got these other pieces. Uh, Jamar, Eugle Hagen. Eugle Hagen, sorry, I didn't even mention Jamar Eugle Hagen. So I, I, I'm still in the camp that I, I think he'll you've be a better centre-half back. You've got plenty of mids, but you haven't got many defenders. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no doubt. Well, he was a key back as a kid. Well, I, I was shocked he ended up being such a good forward. Uh, he was a gun key back. So... I think they need to shore up their defence. Uh, there's uh, just not enough class in there. Uh, they need to find a uh, running back or two, Bulldogs, and they've they've had a poor year. They should yeah. have been a lot further up. Matty, I've got to get to an ad break, but have you got just an early tip? So yeah. Melbourne and Brisbane on Friday night. Um, well, I think Melbourne will rebound. I just heard Petrarca is okay, which is important. Maybe they lose one or two others, but they've got good depth. Uh, the case has been great, so I think Melbourne will win that. Um, they've got a shocking record, Brisbane, at MCG. Yeah, and 2014, the last win. So, yep. And Collingwood, well, if they bring, if Collingwood bring the same heat that they brought to Geelong, well, Freo won't be able to handle that. The intriguing thing is, Justin Lombard has set up this defence for Collingwood. He knows it inside and out, so he might be able to break it down. We haven't seen anyone do it yet, but if anyone's going to break it down, it'll be Fremantle and Justin Longmuir. We know one thing's for certain, that if they do lose Collingwood, there won't be any players dropping to the deck uh, after the game. Um, Matty, thanks so much, mate. We'll speak to you soon. <laughs> no. Thanks, Matty. See you, mate. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.